This episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by HorrorPack.com. Do you like movies? Do you like mystery boxes? Now for the biggest question. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Yes, I believe you do. HorrorPack.com has your fix for both. Sign up. And every month you'll get four movies on either DVD or Blu-ray. Unless you sign up for both. Well now, how much is this fantasy of horror? The DVDs are $19.99 a month. The Blu-rays are $24.99 a month. Pretty much a deal right there. Oh, and tell them Larry Greenstein sent you from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Horrorpack.com It's what everyone is dying for. (laughs) Ah, good. The booth is empty and Harvey is not here. It's a good thing I learned how to run the board. Oh, Neil! Neil, I need you. Oh, man, what is it, man? Uh, you're harsh in my buzz, man. And if I hadn't had to go to the microwave, man, I would not have stopped. What is it? Would you like to do a lady's internet quiz without lady? I don't know, man. I, you think you get mad or something, man? I don't care if he gets mad. Uh, yeah, okay, sure, why not? Uh, how's this going to work, man? I'm going to read off the questions for you, and, uh, well, you are going to answer them, Neil. Yeah, all right, I can do that, man. Sure, sure. What is this? What is this, uh, the quiz about, man? Let's see. This is the one he left up. Answer these really high questions, and we will tell you which celebrity you'd smoke with. Ah, I can do that, man. Okay. Well, here we go. Okay, Neil. See the pictures? Yeah, man, I see the pictures. (laughs) That dog looks funny, man. Come on now. Oh, sorry. Okay, here we go. Pick a dog that looks wild smacked. Yeah, all right, man. Uh, I go for that funny little uh, dachshund in the bottom there. Okay. Which stoner classic flick would you take a nap to? Uh, Let's see. uh, Hail and Kumar, Friday, man. Uh, Days and Confused. Oh, Pineapple Express, man. That's a boring movie. Okay. Choose a snack that would satisfy your munchies. Oh. Oh, no, no. 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 Could you at least read them out, Neil? Oh, yeah. yeah okay, man. Uh, uh, Doritos, man. Uh, Rice Krispie Treats. Uh, Funyuns. Ew, those are horrible. Nutella. Yeah, I mean, by itself, man. That's kind of weird. Uh, Oreos, I can do some Oreos. Uh, Trolley Sour Bright Crawlers. I don't even know what those are, man. So uh, I'm going to go Doritos, man. Though, you know, I really like the Oreos. You know, I'm going to go Oreos. Say Oreos, Klaus. Let's see. Uh, choose a song. Uh, a song? Like, what, We Don't Need No Education or something? No, no. Vaz is written here. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> because I got high. That's a funny one. Uh, oh, Willie Nelson. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that guy. Rick James. And I like the funk. 
Peter Tosh League lines it, man. I got all Peter Tosh's albums, man. It's good shit. And, uh, ooh, Cypress Hill hits from the bong, man. Hmm. You know, I'm going to go because I got high, man. Because, well, because I'm high. <laughs> Choose a strain with an amazing name. Uh, all right, yeah, let's see. Uh, Barry White. Oh, <laughs> funny Barry White. Dutch Dream and Blue Dream. And come on, man. They didn't even try in that one. Uh, Bubba Kush. No, that's just terrible. Cherry Pie. That's, that's all right. And uh, Fruity Pebbles. I'm going to go Barry White because it's funny, man. Okay, well, apparently, if you want to smoke with a celebrity, you get Seth Rogen, the one man you said you thought his movie was crap. Yeah, I hate that movie. Let's see what that say there. Uh, you got Seth Rogen. The only thing you have to worry about with Seth Rogen is learning how to actually smoke a cross joint. Because it looks insane and kind of pointless. But hey, whatever smokes your boat. <laughs> smokes your boat. <laughs> That's stupid, man. Uh, highly advise you both binge watch all his movies. What, like me and him? We gotta sit there and get high and watch his movies? I don't think he wants to see himself on the movies, man. That's a horrible picture, man. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like it. He looks like Letty. It's just about just as hairy. Ugh. All right, I'm leaving. Thanks for the quiz, you freak. Oh, bye. That was fun. I love messing with him. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, you've asked for it and we ignored you. So here's some more Achieving Rally the podcast. <laughs> And so stupid. All right, so uh, let's see. This week, Chris, myself, and Marissa in parentheses will be talking about my horror pack box, uh, top 10 things that exist only to annoy other people, and oh, we've got a Neils of the Weird, or whatever he does. So uh, sit back, uh, grab a beer or something, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you at the end. Bye. What did we do? We went to Gibbs Gardens yesterday. I did. Walked around. Why? She wanted to go. I wanted to go. Well, they got her flowers. And trees and, and bushes. Trees and and bushes. Just big flowers. Topiary. and it's just big flowers. And then, you know, you can walk. You can walk into the manor house. You can go up and see their house and look in and be yeah. a peeper. <laughs> you can do that here. Yeah, but here you'll get shot. You got trees and rocks. Doggies. Grass ish. Moss. Moss is grasses. Grass ish. Grass ish. Want some more vodka? Yes. <laughs> it's like, when it's a nice place, and you get to see the mountains too. It's, it's nice there. and quiet. It's quiet. It's like not even being in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, because it's not in Atlanta. True. No, it is. True. It's in um, Ballground or Ballground, LJ or something. One of them circular cities. One of them circular cities. Where they don't actually have a border. They just have like a charter. Something. Oh. Our city extends like two miles from this point here in all directions.
No, you look at a Georgia map, it's, it's like that. You'll see like you know, city-shaped cities, and then all of a sudden it gets up here, and it's like circle, 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 circle with a box on one end, circle, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Top of our state has cooties, or had cooties, instead has good a shot. Mm. I know I'm stretching. Yes, you are. <laughs> it was the look on your face, you're like... Really, Larry. <laughs> so, yeah. so we did that, and tomorrow we'll probably go see Solo. And then, but we also, we also and saw Howard it. looked like he loved it. It's very good. Yeah, everybody that's seen it is, is, says they like it. I said that sarcastically because Howard was like, "That sucked." Did he? Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like Avengers: Infinity Wars ten. It's like Solo two point five. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I don't even like it. Even I like the very Last Jedi. Well, everybody keeps saying that. Because Last Jedi wasn't that good. I like Last Jedi. But I'm a massive Star Wars freak, so. Yeah, but there's like no story. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. It's just you didn't see it. I saw the story. No, you didn't. I did. What's the story? Uh, we're out of gas. <laughs> we are? That's the story. Yeah, I, I like That's the entire plot. I liked Last Jedi. Oh. We're out of gas and Luke's a whiny bitch. That's what we want to see become of our heroes. Yeah. Legendary Luke Skywalker has become a whiny bitch holed up in his room. He was kind of a whiny bitch. In, in the first one. Yeah, and the second one. A little whiny. Well, yeah, well, he's just gotten some really bad news. So? He'd be whiny too. I liked it. I don't care. So, uh, cue music? No, that was the other one. Oh. Hey, Chris. Hey. What's going on? It's pretty lackluster. Yeah, what's going on? I don't know what bit we're doing. Oh, oh. I'm going to talk about my uh, horror pock. Pock? Yeah. Oh. So I got a thing. Ew. <laughs> don't give it to us. <laughs> ah, I want to do my horror pack. Ew. It's like some kind of weird kinky house thing. <laughs> no, it's a un- <laughs> it's an unboxing. You guys, I don't want to need your horror pack. <laughs> it's unboxing audio. Well, it would be if you hadn't already unboxed it. Well, it's unboxing with air quotes. Shut up. <laughs> I'll pretend. Rip. <laughs> knife cut open. Rip. Ooh, look at this! <laughs> no. <laughs> Next time we get the box, please don't open it so we can have that sound effects on the podcast. Yeah, and be surprised and at be what surprised. you got. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this is cool. I don't have this. It's like, no. Like, ooh, I, see I don't have any of these, so... Well, you can do it right there. Well, now I have them. I didn't prior to this. Here, you put those back. Go get four random videos off the shelf and <laughs> no, we'll, do already, we'll do a proper unboxing. I've already, I've already done those. Done what with them? <laughs> None of your business. Told, told the the uh, the listeners all about his uh, collection of horror films. I'm talking about the whole collection. That would be a whole show in and of itself. Since, right. 
Since this is a... I'm going to step outside and you finish up. <laughs> and then there's the other Fantastic yeah. Four movie. And I have two of those. And it's, uh, it's got people in it and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> then there's a second one. It's got the same people in it and more stuff. Yeah, I still think Chickless was the best uh, thing. Okay. Okay. So, so, I got this. Oh. I, <laughs> I got this earlier in the week. Uh, I opened up my horror plaque. My horror plaque. A player plaque. Horror plaque. My horror plaque. Uh, horror pack. No more vodka for you. <laughs> my horror pack. Maybe you need more coffee. Uh, uh, from maybe horror. Less coffee. From <laughs> horror pack. I'll give a shout out to Horror Pack. Horror Pack, Horror Pack, Horror Pack. Thank you, Chris Etheridge. Thank and, you, Chris and, Etheridge. And Diego the Destroyer. And Diego the S- Destroyer. So, uh... Yeah. Dot something or other. Or to- horrorpack.com. There you go. Or the, click on the sidebar. Yeah, or find it on the sidebar. Or next is tomatoes and cucumber. What? What? In the sidebar. That'd be the salad bar. In the kitchen, you have a sidebar. You put all the extra stuff on the sidebar. No, I don't. It's because you don't have a proper kitchen. You, and you do? No. Okay, then. How do you know? I know. No, I don't think you do. I've been in proper kitchens before. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> the movies I got, this this runaround. This runaround? This runaround. They make you run around for those? They do. Huh. I have to run around the couch. How yeah, they manage that? I don't know. It comes in, and it's an old drone, oh, and yeah, I got to run around. Oh, <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> Go, Larry, go, go. Do it again. <laughs> so I got Last House on the Left, the collector's edition, unrated. It's one of my favorite movies. I like the original Last House on the Left. Interesting. It's a good movie. I, just, I haven't seen this version before. Uh, then I've got uh, Stonehurst Asylum with Kate Beckinsdale, Jim Sturgis, Brendan Gleeson, Ben Kingsley, and Michael Caine. Kate who? What? Kate Beckinsdale. Beckinsale. What? Did I say it wrong? Yeah. What did I say? Beckendale. Oh. Whatever. Those are those chipmunks. <laughs> no, it's Chippendale. <laughs> Beckendale's the singing group. Isn't he a game show host? He might be. This looks like it's going to be really good. I, I, I saw a couple things about this at one point in time, but I never watched it. Oh, I didn't realize it's an Edgar Allan Poe story. Ooh, that makes it even better. Based on which one? It just says, From the Mind of Edgar Allan Poe. What's it say on the back? Uh, making, oh, the Making of featurette. Little ticks are running the asylum. When young Dr. Edward Newgate, Jim Sturgis. Nougat. 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 Arrives at Stoner Simon in search of apprehension, in search of an apprenticeship. He is warmly welcomed Maybe by... Maybe start your quarters over? <laughs> is warmly welcomed by Superintendent Dr. Lamb, Ben Kingsley, and a mesmerizing woman by the name of Eliza Graves. Kate Little. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Edward is intrigued by Lamb's modern methods of treating insa- the insane until a series of unusual events leads to make a horrifying discovery! Exposing Lamb's utopia and pushing Edward to the limits of his consciousness. Inspired by a short story from Edgar Allan Poe, Stonehurst Asylum is a tale in which nobody who is... Is who? Uh, is who they... Uh, 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 never mind. <laughs> help you read it. <laughs> Nobody is who or what they appear to be. Also stars Michael Caine, Brandon Gleason, and David the Wills. Oh, it's based on the Alan Parson Project song, The System of Dr. Tar and Professor Feather. What? Yeah, that's what it says. Alan Parson Project? Yeah. The band? Yeah. What? It would take too long to explain it to you. Yes, it would. 
And then uh, I got the. Uh, this is their uh, their limited edition. This uh, is a special one. Yeah, this this is number twenty two of uh, Horror Pack limited edition director's cuts. Wow, they're up to twenty two already. Yep. Wow. It's a Brandon Slagle film. We'll probably butchered that name because it's what I do. <laughs> the Black Dahlia Haunting. Oh. Now I've seen the Black Dahlia murders. I've seen pictures of the Black Dahlia actual murder. It's horrifying and disgusting. I saw the movie, which was horrifying and disgusting. <laughs> uh, boring. Uh, That's how good it was. Yeah. It wasn't a, was a bad movie. It was just one of those movies that was just boring. Uh, let's see. Devaney Penn, Britt Griffith, and Cleve Hall are in this. Moody, haunting, and surreal. Chris Anderson by Fangoria. Must have been before they got shut down and then waited a year and reopened because Fangoria is back. Well, that's how you come back. You have to go away. Yeah, well, thank you, Chris. Are you telling me to go away? It's all about marketing. Yeah. Just like, you know, we have an episode on Friday. Yeah. And then we go away. And next Friday, we're back. But we might not go away because people might not listen to us until Tuesday. Well, they will listen to the next one until the next Tuesday. Then we'll be back. Maybe. Just like in Poltergeist 2. They're here. No. They're back. <laughs> Los Angeles, 1947, an aspiring actress named Elizabeth Short is found brutally murdered in an empty parking lot. She's even shorter. Hey! The media dubs her the Black Dahlia due to her penchants for dark clothing. And her love of Dahlia. (laughs) And her murder remains unsolved to this day. Los Angeles, now! A young woman, Holly, next week. <laughs> Holly, is visiting from New York City after she is informed of the brutal murder of her father and stepmother by her younger brother Tyler, who is blind. Upon meeting, he's handy capable. No, it's his blind. Upon meeting Tyler's psychiatrist, Doctor Owen, Holly soon becomes aware that she is not in full possession of the facts surrounding the murder. Played by Violent Dreams, Tyler has been drawing the face of a woman he could have never possibly met. A woman identical to Elizabeth Short. Uh-oh. Dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs> 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 and then my final one is... Yay, final one. <laughs> is Resolution. It's dragging on too long. <laughs> I'm the voice of the audience. <laughs> Podcast dragged on too long. Peter. Now I'm the voice of the editor. Dragged <laughs> on too long. Peter. Me. Peter Celia and Vinnie Curran, I guess, says, puts Cabin in the Woods to shame. Village Voice. This is a Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Ooh. It's like, uh, we'll stay with you. Watch you. it in the car. It's true, I could. Make my parents watch it in the car for eight hours. Or maybe uh, you let your dad drive while you watch it. <laughs> no. First of all, my mom would flip out if my dad was driving. Hey, we're all gonna die! Joey, I can drive. Shut up. Hey, go great with the movie. <laughs> Let's see. Includes, uh, includes exclusive... Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we want to come back, Chris, okay? It's <laughs> exclusive... What do you mean? You haven't left the parking lot yet. <laughs> it includes exclusive bonus material. Uh, interview with the filmmakers, parody videos, 
parody videos? Yeah, that's what it says. Trailers, outtakes, Maybe it's unseen wacky footage. videos from the set. Maybe. Uh, I think it's like a bunch of people have been making parody movies about this movie. Exclusive intros, cast and crew commentaries. Well, let's just put it on and watch it, man. <laughs> For more content, so when, you, when we do our movie, we'll have on the back of the DVD random stranger commentary. <laughs> we should. What are we watching? What is this shit? Who's that guy? <laughs> what is this called again? Why is it not in focus? Am I getting paid for this? <laughs> no. In an abandoned cabin. You're volunteering your time. On the edge of an Indian reservation. Mike. loosen these restraints. Peter Stiella. <laughs> stages a risky intervention to force his friend Chris, Vinnie Curran, off meth and into rehab. Chris? But, Wait. yeah. Yeah, we need to lay off the meth. <laughs> but uh, what begins as an attempt to save his friend's life takes an unexpected That's turn. That's my baby. <laughs> 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 takes an unexpected turn when ominous threats start appearing around the house and they realize that Chris's addictions are the least of their worries. One of the most talked about discoveries of the festival circuit. Resolution is a genre-bending horror at its I most I just used a meth to make me feel normal again. It's a, tri- it's a Tribeca film. Ooh. Like I said, let's watch it. 93 okay. minutes. We can handle that. Well, you sit down and watch it. We'll continue the podcast. <laughs> all, right, all right. Here you That's go, t- and, I'll, and I'll tell you. Oh, I'll just I'll put it in here. Once in a while. Ah! Spice up the podcast a little bit. <laughs> Well, I can just have her go over there and just every once in a while just randomly scream. Ah! <laughs> and have nothing on the TV. Oh my God, that's how it's made! Ah! <laughs> oh, she's wearing headphones. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so there we are. That was my horror pack. Horror pack here. Horror pack here. Thank you, Chris Etheridge. Thank you, Chris Etheridge yeah, and, and Dave the Destroyer. Horror pack is wonderful. You have made my uh, my collection, collection grow by leaps and bounds to the fact that Chris Etheridge actually had to give me his old DVD case. This is not a paid endorsement on a horror pack. No, Chris, it is not. Or Chris Etheridge. Well, technically, yes, it is because I pay a lot of money to, to, to pull on this thing. Well, so I'm paying them in order to advertise for them. This isn't working. <laughs> that was a hell of a deal. <laughs> for them. Hey, you know, I do this podcast. You want to buy some and uh, <laughs> advertise it on the podcast? Yeah, hey. So there we go. I do like horror pack, whether course, I was paid or not. Of course, Larry had to put all his wonderful stickers on, on that. Uh, well, I had that, finished off like, that finish packet of stickers. Yeah. yeah. Random ass stickers. That's pretty much what they are, yeah. Yeah. So there is a company out there that sells a pack cool. of random ass stickers. I do want to get the fat superhero stickers, though. There's a Leica sticker on there. There's a Levi sticker on there, too. Oh, that was weird. You're weird. You're weird. So there we go. Uh, cue hard pack music. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the news of the weird. That's weird, man. Time for another Kneels of the Weird. Man, I could go for some chips right now. I am really, really hungry. Anybody got any potato chips or something, man? I can go for them flamas. I really like those flamas. They're real hot, you know? And then they kind of like fade so you can eat some more. And they're like a little rolly, you know, like rolled up, you know? Yeah, they're pretty good. They look like little little joints. It's pretty funny to eat little joints. I'll have to go get some. Uh, so, uh, Hey, welcome to uh, News of the Weird. Uh, this week, man, is called Crap and Roll. 
apparently, uh, a new iPhone dock has, like, uh, come out, you know? It's, like, mounted on top of, like, the toilet paper roll. So when you're in the shitter, it'll be great while you're listening to <clears throat> crappy music, man. Yeah, there's there's the, the funny, funny punchline there, man. Crappy music. Yeah, you heard me right. Crappy music, man. Yeah. yeah, some of these really aren't that good, man. The the idea is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, iPhone dock and your toilet paper. Because see, then, man, like, you know, if it's there and you could, like, slip batteries in it, man, you could, boop, you know, hook your iPhone up and it would charge it. So you could drop a deuce and then listen to some music, you know. It doesn't even have to be crappy music. <laughs> it's starting to grow on me. You like a fungus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there you go, man. iPhone dock, toilet paper mount. Uh, crappy music. Alright. Well, we'll see you next week on News of the Weird. No, that wasn't really all that weird. That was just, you're crappy. <laughs> you the joke's funny now. <laughs> Can I, can I throw that there, Marissa? What's, what's left of it? Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's quick. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, quick by Nestle. Here, you can finish it up if you want. Uh, I got a... It's got your slobber all on it. Yeah. I got a top ten. Top ten, yay. Top ten, yay. It's this is enough. the uh, ten things that only exist to annoy people. Uh-oh. Number ten, Larry. <laughs> Number nine, Achieving Reality of the Podcast. <laughs> Number eight. Larry. Here we go. Top 10 things that only Justin exist. Bieber. Oh. <laughs> Shouldn't he be like one through eight? <laughs> Number six, mattress tags. Mattress <laughs> tags. There you go. So, okay, so. Uh, What's left of it? <laughs> well, I mean, you can at least mix it up or something. <laughs> no, she likes the crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I like yes. the texture. So, top 10 things that are made just to annoy people. Number 10. Justin Bieber. No, you're supposed to be number 10. Number 10? Yeah. Hans Molman was added to The Simpsons to spite aggrieved fans. The old guy. Okay. That hates everything. That's supposed to be a recent addition. No, he's been around a long, long time. I hadn't watched The Simpsons in a long, long time. Yeah. He ain't missing anything. It's been the same, it's been the same thing since uh, oh, season 20. Because it's like they start off, you get five minutes of one show, and then they completely shift gears and do the rest of the show about something completely different. It's like, if you guys can't think up an entire episode's worth of stuff, then just make shorter episodes. Or stop. Number nine. Number nine? I'm not going to do this every time. Why not? Because I said so. <laughs> Number nine. What is it? You can do it then. Potato chips were invented to annoy an unruly customer. Yeah, I know about this. Go ahead. Really? Yes, because I, I read things and I'm smart. Really reads things. Uh, here's, here's the thing that, that follows it. Uh, experts on snacks of the salty variety note that the origins of the humble potato chip have likely been lost to the winds of time. Uh, Probably in his book, too. Uh, such as it's impossible... We need to get the book and check it out. It's impossible to say for sure... Who first thought of the idea of frying slices of potato thin enough to read a newspaper through and drenching them in salt? This being said, one of the most popular origin stories for potato chips is they were invented by a chef entirely to annoy a finicky customer. Story goes that potato chips were invented by a New York-based chef named George Crumb in the 1850s. 
after he got into a heated argument with a customer. According to most versions of the tale, the customer repeatedly complained that Crumb's french fries were too thickly cut, with some versions positing that the customer also complained that they were neither cooked nor salted enough. An annoyed Crumb is said to have responded to this by slicing some potatoes as thinly as he could and frying the ever-loving crap out of them. Hmm. To Crumb's astonishment, the customer ended up enjoying the, quote, fries, and the other customers, intrigued by what the hell they were eating, got there when Harry met Sally on and ordered what he was having. Or so the story goes, because it's alternatively alleged that the potatoes were invented by accident when someone dropped a bunch of potato slices in a deep fat fire. Oops. Oops. Number eight. What's number eight? No, you're just... Never mind. Number eight. No, number you eight. all suck. <laughs> uh, I Am the Walrus was wit- was written by John Lennon what, to be... Written by John Women. <laughs> John Women. To be as obtuse as possible to annoy fans. Sounds about right. Like John, I, I hate the fans. Let's annoy them. I am the Walrus is widely considered to be one of the more, shall we say, unusual Beatles songs ever written. Fans have spent years trying to discern what, if anything, the lyrics actually mean. The fact that has endlessly amused John Lennon, especially these last few years since the '80s, uh, who wrote the song too soon. Uh, yes. <laughs> Who wrote the song purely to annoy the kind of people who wasted their time dissecting Beatles songs. You see, it's reported that shortly prior to penning the song, John Lennon read an article detailing how English teachers across the UK were studying Beatles lyrics. Lennon found this idea hilarious and set about writing a song crammed with as many nonsense phrases as possible. Amazingly, despite Lennon opening the meaning, the song was supposed to poke fun at and frustrate people who analyze the lyrics of Beatles songs, and that the lyrics were a combination of a Lewis Carroll poem and a bunch of stuff he pulled straight out of his anus. Some fans contended that there's a deeper bum. meaning to... He pulled oh, out of his bum. It says anus. He's rich. It says anus. Anise. No, that would <laughs> taste like licorice. You don't know. I know what his bum tastes like. So there you go. It's like Chinese fries, spice. I know. <laughs> there is a parcel of land in New York the city doesn't own because it annoyed exactly one guy. This is pretty fucking funny. Tucked away in New York's West Village is a small triangular parcel of land marked with a simple unassuming plaque. Versus this plaque, beyond looking cool, we guess, is that it marks the final piece of property once owned by a guy named David Hess. In the early 1900s, the city of New York used the powers of eminent domain to bulldoze a hotel belonging to Hess in addition to a bunch of other buildings. The city, however, wasn't as thorough as it thought and eventually emerged in a small piece of land that technically belonged to Hess had been overlooked. I wanted to get back at the city and to spite everyone involved with the destruction of his beloved hotel, Hess absolutely refused to sell this final patch of land to the city and resisted every attempt to take control of it via the courts. It's literally a triangle that looks to be about two foot long, two foot wide. It belonged to this gentleman. And it's got this little plaque. It's a funny fucking picture. The plaque says, property of the Hess estate, which has never been dedicated for public purposes. What makes that so funny, though, as you think about it, it's right in front of a bodega, first of all. So everybody that walks out of that bodega is stepping on it. And it's a piece of sidewalk. So everybody in, that's going through the West Village is stepping on it. So guess what? Still being used by the city. Whether he wanted it to be or not. But it's not owned by the city. It's not owned, owned by, by the city, city, but it's still, still being used by the, by the city. 
Number six, SpongeBob's opening theme was written just to annoy parents. Yay. Yay. I can understand that one. It's loud, it's obnoxious, and the lyrics are so infectiously catchy that running your fingers along the back of a person with smallpox reveals them in Morse code. <laughs> Something it turns out was the intention of the show's creators. That's great. Yeah, because that's the hallmark of anything that catches on with children is how much it annoys the parents. Oh! I could play it, too. No, you can't. Yeah, I could. We don't have the rights to I could play 20 seconds of it. No. Number five. Like frozen song, you know. Let it go? Yeah, let it go, Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, five. There's a song out there that was written just to make you angry and upset. What was it? Uh, Wrecking Ball. No. <laughs> okay. Two songs. <laughs> uh, Komar and Melamid and Dave Soldier present the People's Choice Music, the most wanted song, the most unwanted song. It's called The Most Unwanted Song. It's perhaps the most ambitious piece of music ever composed, representing the findings of a poll to determine the kinds of music people liked the least. Literally. Every aspect of the song was crafted with a singular purpose in mind, annoying as many people listening as possible. Oh, come on. we got to turn this on and listen to this one a little bit. Oh, you have it? it yeah. Okay. Not yeah. more than like 15 seconds, though. All right. Here we go. seconds that is weird that was a weird song I could get behind any of that I don't know if it's annoying I have to listen to the whole thing and see if it's really horrible but so far it was okay I like harps and and uh, all that other stuff but then I'm weird so yeah I like harps too and she's weird mm-hmm. uh, so there you go it's a horrifying amalgamation of styles and instruments that never lets up Featuring everything from opera rapping to a blistering bagpipe solo. The you song, like if you can even call it that, is an unending battering ram of sound designed to grind away your sanity. Do you have this? No, not yet. I'm surprised you don't. I don't think I do. <laughs> you probably do. We just haven't heard it yet. Number four. Warren Buffett bought Berkshire Hathaway to spite the previous owners. It's kind of a dick move, but all right. Uh, number three, Lamborghini only exists because of an argument. It's actually kind of cool. Take that, Lamborghini owners. According to Ferruccio Lamborghini, the namesake of the world-famous hypercar manufacturer that now bears his name, the only reason why he started this company was because of an argument over Ferrari. You see, prior to making the kind of cars that Dr. Strange drives, Lamborghini ran a very successful tractor business. That's actually true. And sold air conditioners. I did not know that. So, so tractors. Oh, there you go. So successful, in fact, that he was able to buy himself a number of Ferraris, all which he claimed were plagued by a single persistent problem with the clutch. That is true. Lamborghini finally got so frustrated that he decided to complain about the issue to Enzo Ferrari himself. Hey, Enzo, come here. Your clutch is a suck. Your stuff sucks. In 91, in an interview with Thoroughbred and Classic Cars, an elderly Lamborghini Recall that this meeting went incredibly poorly and resulted in Ferrari angrily ejecting Lamborghini from his office. 
Cry was apparently incensed at Lamborghini's gall and laughed off his comments, quipping as he slammed the door he'd be able to drive a tractor but should never be able to handle a Ferrari properly. And so he went on to build the coolest looking cars but it was on the planet. Let me see if I can get really rich people into really small boxes. <laughs> really small triangles, really. <laughs> see these door stops? I want to make them much, much larger. But not much With larger. wheels. Uh, number two. Tubular Bells 2 was basically Mike Oldfield sticking it to Virgin Records. You probably got this one. No. No. That's annoying. Tubular Bells, the album with the song from The Exorcist on it, is noted as being the record that helped launch Virgin Records and establish Mike Oldfield as a bell-playing musical god. Virgin Records was apparently very pleased with the success of the album and reportedly spent years asking Oldfield to record a sequel. A request to the musician actively resisted because nobody tells Mike Oldfield what to do. Yeah. So, here's a bag of dicks. I ain't doing it. Yes, the moment Virgin Records got off his back about recording a sequel to his most famous album, Oldfield went right ahead and did just that, just to annoy Virgin Records. <laughs> That's the here being, nobody tells Mike Oldfield what to do. <laughs> and number one, the right for women to vote in New Zealand passed because everyone hated one guy. <laughs> okay, that's funny as hell. You know, some of those people only have voted because they thought women should have the right to vote. Prior to women gaining the ability to vote throughout New England, one of the staunchest... New England? New Zealand. Well, thank you. One of the staunchest opponents was... Which is surprising with the popularity of Xena and all. What to the bill was a Kiwi premier named Richard Seddon. As an idea of the kind of man Seddon was, just consider for a moment that his nickname amongst peers was simply King Dick. <laughs> there you go. Moving swiftly on, it's noted that Seddon's opposition to the bill and the fact nobody really liked him is probably the only reason why they ended up being eventually enshrined in law. So there you go. There's your top ten things that exist only to annoy people. And I'm not on the list. So You're number bleh. 11. <laughs> Thanks. So, cue top 10 music. And there you have it. Another episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. In the can, where it belongs. That would be the trash can, or circular file, or whatever you want to say. I hope you really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to do. Uh, I got a real big kick out of doing the uh, things that exist only to annoy people. I really got to stop drinking. Uh, and uh, I really love my horror pack movies. Uh, in fact, I've picked up a few more since then uh, out of the bargain bins at Walmart. And we might talk about those in another show. I don't know. So for Chris Mercer in parentheses, Neil, Harvey, uh, Klaus, Tina, and everybody else involved in the making of this thing, I'm Larry saying booga booga, jugga booga. I, I don't, why do I do that? All right, see you next week. Bye. No more vodka for you. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Have you wanted to cook really great Mexican food? Have you ever wanted to learn how from a member of the Saviors? Negan's group. Yeah, that's right. The Walking Dead's Negan. Well, now you can do both. 
go on over to YouTube and search Cooking with Indy. There, Indy will teach you how to make amazing meals and sides, and they are really tasty. You should go check it out. Cooking with Indy on YouTube. Oh, and hey, let's speed up the process. Check out the link on the sidebar of our page. That'll get you there a little faster. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun.